What's up, everybody? This is Calvin Buchanan. And this is Cornell Beer from Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture. And this is season two. What it do, baby? We back. We back. We back like we never left. So what's good, Calvin? What you been listening to? Ooh, what have I been listening to? Um, a little bit of everything. I've been on some old Jeezy, been on some old Jay-Z, listened to um, a lot of just old stuff. T.I., a bunch of old kind of trap music. Um, nothing new. Yeah, just old stuff. All right. Get me to my military mindset. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, I gotta stay focused. Um, yeah, for myself, it's actually been, um, you know, I'm a, I got an old soul some days, and it's been um, really back in uh, the archives lately with uh, some old Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, some Gap Band here and there. Okay. Um, you know, I have, a, I have a son, he's almost two years old now, and every morning he wakes up, you know, I used to say, like, uh, Alexa, play Gap Band. I got the Alexa right here, so I'm gonna just turn this. It was about to. It was, it was, it was <laughs> queuing up. But, um, you know, I tell like Alexa play whatever. Then she you knows she get active, and you know it's like a great way to start the day. So that's been kind of like my thing. And then usually, you know, when I'm exercising. It's been back into like uh, some uh, <clears throat> some new dude. His name's uh, Forty Two Doug. That my, my brother Julian uh, put me on. Shout out Julian Scott. Okay. Uh, if you want to buy a house, let me know. I'll connect y'all. He's a great realtor here in Minnesota. But um, but yeah, that's really that's really been about it. What a year it's been though Man 2020 we, is crazy We had a little break And then All hell broke loose Yeah Honestly I think maybe we started this You know Maybe we took a break And then the world just You know Like we can't take it anymore You know We need unrepresented back And hey. so maybe this is us Answering our calling And we coming back You know The bad sign went up into the sky We gotta pull up So um, We are here located in Minneapolis And we have been The epicenter for You know A lot of what's been happening uh, here lately, starting with the execution of George Floyd, you know, just a few weeks back. And you know, we've seen uh, the toll that that's not, not only taken on just our city here, but, you know, I mean, I guess like the world, you know? Yeah, and it's been a global thing. Having like the country of uh, America really being exposed for, you know, some of the things that, a lot of the things that they just have really tried to sweep under the rug for far too long. And in my opinion, it seems like we're bringing about, you know, real change by we are, you know, coming together and, you know, people are, you know, speaking up and it seems like allies really want to be allies and, or maybe it is, maybe it's a trend, you know, I don't know, maybe we trending right now, um, or like the Black Lives Matter is trending right now, um, which I guess probably brings us into like our first discussion. Right. About, you know, like how do we make change long term and... Oh, maybe this is actually probably too deep for the intro, you know? Right. Uh, anyway, so, like, we got we got season two here. Um, what, what can folks expect on season two? What can folks expect from season two, you know? Okay. Um, we're going to start with more guests. That's on the, that's on the uh, docket this year. I'm going to reach out, trying to get more um, guests from all kind of different walks of uh, the creative kind of life. Um, so, UX, UI, creative directors, designers, um, sign makers, typographers, um, illustrators, trying to bring everybody in. So let us know who you want to see. We're trying to reach out to those individuals, um, black creatives, and try and get them uh, on the podcast this year. Yeah, and you know, just a caveat off of that, um, we got a lot of big things in the works right now. Um, everything from starting to do uh, underrepresented events that you know um, curate an environment for um, black creatives or creatives of color, and you know, just to create a lit environment where people can like network and connect with people and see really like-minded um and also you know people that look like you in the spaces that you want to work in whether you're uh creative in high school right now or 
you're someone you know that has retired recently and just want to like con- continue to connect and find other black creatives and then also um, starting up a docu-series here uh, featuring black creatives and their workspaces and that's something that's about to be crazy I'm calling it right now. Netflix, <laughs> reach out to us. Netflix, you know, end of the year, like yo, let's believe. Hey, unrepresented, we need that heat. Unrepresented, um, who? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, we got those things in the works. And as Calvin mentioned, you know, having more interviews, um, special guests, um, covering more facets of design. Um, Calvin and I are, you know, traditional designers, and Calvin has a bit more experience in, you know. Um, some web and everything as well right um but yeah branching out from that we you know get into fashion designers and you know um experiential designers um event planners probably too you know like just how do you create those um really great experiences and a few other things we're gonna touch on this this uh in this season is uh just i don't know 2020 has been crazy what is 2021? Like, right. what's, what are we expecting? We got aliens coming in 2021. Yeah, we, we could plan half this season like the other half. Like, 2020 is like, yeah, you got this. You yeah. Know, you, let, yeah. You let us know we got to talk about Yeah, it. we might need a coach, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so I think that thinking more about, like, what's, what does 2021 look like from a design standpoint? Um, do companies, you know, reach out to designers differently now? And, like, now with this after this uh, global pandemic of, you know, COVID-19, and then it's also this global pandemic of racism and this movement of, you know, anti-racist right now versus, you know, actual racist. And, like, as corporate companies and having to, you know, actually choose a side nowadays and not just be quiet, you know? Like, what does that look like for hiring people now going forward? Right. What happens when you, fire, you hire somebody that, you know, has some racist tweets in the archive? Do they deserve their jobs like you know like there's just a lot that we have to expect going forward and you know how do we prepare for that and get them out of here get them out of here you know <laughs> yeah no fly zone yeah let them do their own thing you know but it's, it's not i mean it's, there's a lot to think about in the last like six and a half months or seven months almost that we've had you know pandemic riots um you know uh, you know the protests all over the country do you guys feel like that there's like a call now, a call to action from from designers? You know, I, mean, I feel like that's the kind of theme we're kind of coming into for this second season. Yeah, well, I guess what we could do um, right now is actually um, maybe Calvin, if you want to go first. Like, what's um, the last? I guess the last five weeks been for like for you since we ended out season one. Uh, it's been crazy. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I feel like we had five, six weeks. Um, so, like, um, Abdi kind of alluded to, um, protests started, um, protests, um, got crazy, um, my, my parents, uh, we, I grew up in the Midway area, kind of Frogtown area for most of my life, um, so that kind of, uh, riots kind of took over there, and I was driving through there, because like I said, my parents live over there in that neighborhood still, so I would yeah. drive over there, kind of make sure that they're good. And you would see, like, um, it was just different to see the area you kind of grew up in uh, boarded up. Um, streets just bare with people. And these, like I said, these areas where people just always kind of just moving around. It's just like, again, they had people under curfew and nobody out in these streets. It just felt different. Um, but um, my family, we kind of we donated to a number of causes in the area, volunteered. Um, I know that um, my wife and my daughter um, passed out some supplies at a church over there in the Frogtown area. Um, again, we donated uh, to a number of different kind of causes. 
um, we joined some groups, some black community groups. Um, it's a, a little different because, uh, again, we, we're not in the neighborhood, so it's hard to um, be in touch with everyone every day. But, yeah. again, we try to reach back, go over there, connect with the people who are in those neighborhoods, just make sure that, again, my, like I said, my kids, we live out in North St. Paul, um, a little further out than the actual city. But, again, we'll make sure that we're in that area, connect with the people, yeah. make sure that we know what's going on over there, too. So it was just it was just different, but it like it. You, you see a thing on television on the news and it doesn't you see like uh things happening it doesn't feel real but then you see like i grew up over there i grew yeah. up in these neighborhoods and it just hits a little different too so yeah we wanted to make sure that we definitely re- uh, reach back into the community and did some things too so yeah yeah that's a really unique thing about right now that has come about from like this tragedy you know is that the way it's brought people together and spotlighted certain you know, of our weaknesses, you know, um, even like us as black people, like the weaknesses that we, we share, of uh, you know, the different like ethnicities that go within like blackness, you know, the colorism thing about, you know, light skin and dark skin conversations and jokes and like, you know, by this, um, this event coming up and like having us work together and have these conversations openly about each other and like all that shit about, you know, you're not black if you're not from this city or whatever or if you don't talk this way or you talk too proper whatever it is like that all oh, that should go out the window like, right we actually all come together and like like you know work together and you know whether we volunteer together we donate together or we start side projects together or we you know support one another as you know black creatives by buying artwork i know that calvin's been on the, the artwork scene lately yeah i've been grabbing a bunch of black art um Again, Kadir Nelson stuff I've been looking at. We've been looking at a lot of um, Frank Morrison pieces. Uh, we grabbed a Chuck Styles piece um, for our home. Um, that's the thing too. Like we're again, we're trying to be intentional. That's my wife always says, trying to be intentional about, about supporting yeah. uh, black businesses. It's a thing that we've always done. Like I said, we go out of our way. Like we have, um, we bank at One United, which is a black bank, and yeah. it's not in Minnesota. Like I said, I think there's um, locations in like Boston and. Miami and uh, LA but we make sure that we're putting money in the black banks we've been doing that for like a long time um, yeah. because those are where people black people can go get loans from stuff yeah. so we try to be intentional about that about putting our money back into the black community the best way possible and like I said and the best way to do that is to buy direct from black people so again we've yeah. been supporting black artists um, black businesses um, my, I think my, my wife changed a number of her kind of beauty routines up to start yeah. um, <laughs> going to a, a black people for um, her different kind of services um, like, again it's always a thing that we try to do and make sure that we're doing um, but it's like we like we've been going like extra hard like I said and again paying a, a premium for like something there like I said because that's what you do at small businesses yeah. like I said it's not a, a large big box kind of store where they have 50 of a thing and they're getting a, some kind of great wholesale discount but yeah. you got to spend a little bit more but you know that money's going to this person's family and supporting this neighborhood too so yeah it's a real deal I think the key word you said was like intentional <clears throat> yeah and um going back into like for myself and like how I've been moving I guess the past five six weeks um I missed everything it's trying to like move with more intentionality, you know, and to not just think about things, um, I don't know, just like so surface level and like, you know, get deeper into things, you know, like, why am I doing these things that I, I want to do? And I think the question that was proposed to me um, immediately after um, uh, George Floyd's murder was like from a lot of people, I guess mostly like white friends and white colleagues about how can we support the black community? And I guess just to start away, like, I'm not the voice of the black community. <laughs> I may be a voice within the black community, but, like, you know, right. there's so much more people that, you know, um, that have, like, things to say, too. 
But the way that I started to think about that question is like, what can I do is like with my skill set and the people that I know and like my power that I have, how can I move with intentionality and like make a difference that doesn't, you know, change today, but like helps change our narrative going forward, mm-hmm. you know, like how can we, lesson like Calvin said about, you know, like buying black and really changing your routines about, you know, buying your beauty products or um, what beard oils you use or what f- mark grocery stores you work at or I mean not work at but um you know shop with right and I think when you start to think that way like you really can actually bring about real change for your community and right. it starts as individuals um yeah and so like even for myself and I've been trying to shop with like some black art um artists and I'm not cheap whatsoever I just I just don't make a lot of bread right now you know <laughs> so I gotta make uh you know a purchase here and there right um for some art which I just shopped with uh Kelsey Sharp and uh grabbed a piece of hers um so I appreciate that um, but yeah, just over the last few um, um, week or last five six weeks, I know we just did the the Black Father's Day celebration. That um, was dope. Yeah, that was a huge turnout. Um, kudos to everyone that you know uh, helped out with that event, from um, our team here to a lot of small local businesses, from Eden Prairie Vodka to Houston White's Men's Room to Beeberry Desserts to Latunji's Palette. Um, I mean, like, there's just so many people. Uh, um, Minnie and Paul, like, just so many different venues that just, like, they saw what we were doing and they, you know, hit us up like, yo, like, we want to contribute however we can, whether that's, like, a monetary donation or we want to give gift boxes or whatever to these fathers. Um, Soul Bowl, you know, they gave us a major discount on catering the event. It was just, like, it was great. And after all of it, like, it was featured on, like, uh, Care 11 News, like, KFan Radio, like, a lot of, like, uh, local media sources. And recently got put up on uh, blacklove.com. Uh, shout out to blacklove.com for, dope, you know, featuring dope. the story. So, yeah, it's, like, things like that, thinking about, like, how can we continue to change our narrative and not think about being so reactive to, like, um, our immediate responses to, or our immediate, um, you know, the execution of George Floyd happens, mm-hmm. then buildings, you know, go up in flames, and, you know, everyone could, like, you know, volunteer their time, but, like, how else can we, once these things are all done, like, what else lives after that, you know? Is it like, okay, we can all go back to our safe places and get back to, you know, our nine-to-five grind and, you know, and forget about it. So thinking about it, like, how can we build more, like, celebrations of, like, black culture long-term and, like, really spotlight those, like, beautiful things within black culture, even from, like, buying black, from black-owned businesses. Like, that's a, like, that's a rare thing to have a black business itself, you know, because, I mean, going into, like, stats about, you know, black-owned businesses and, like, the success rates is, are, are really low. And so if we, as a people, can come together and, like, she shop at those companies and make that difference, that's celebrating, like, that part of, like, black culture, you know? Uh, Here's my thing, too, about that. I would say, also, when you're, um, think you're shopping black, make sure that you're shopping black. I think that's what I want to do. We should do an episode on that. Like, yeah. um, there's a bunch of products Ooh, that are yeah. branded to look like they're black-owned kind of products. Yeah. They put a Kente cloth on it, yeah. and they put a... print. Yeah. <laughs> they put that print. <laughs> they put that on there. So you're like, oh, this must be a black product, and it's not a black, black-owned black product. They just yeah. they have it branded to kind of look a kind of yeah. way. Maybe it's maybe it's wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I think we should, we should do an episode on that one of these days. Like, yeah. what are the actual black products, and, like, what do they look like? Like, what is yeah. the actual... Yeah. Yeah, we should do a little test like that. Like, you know, IG, you can do, like, the... Uh, it's a, you know, like the pick, like the, the right or wrong answer, you know? Yeah. And like, is this a black owned product? You know, and like you can see, you know, it's like the Kente cloth sometimes. We need to do like that. We need to the, set this the, up. The patterns, yeah, this yeah. need to be the IG yeah, interactive I'm, little deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here <laughs> for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like it's going into that. Uh, we are dropping the website here July 1st. 
um, where you can, you know, shop with us, shop that underrepresented merch from, you know, posters to um, gear. Y'all can get fly like us here. Um, but also, this is where this docuseries will live. And, you know, we can have a creative submit, you know, to have their docuseries created. Um, I mean, if you're black, you're creative, you know, we're here for y'all. So, like, let's let's make it happen. Honestly, y'all, like, I'm stoked for season two. Like, like this is going to be a good next ten episodes. I'm excited. Yeah, we about to really turn the heat up. In my eyes, this is like the Carter two, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think honestly, like with with uh, the re- like uh, the break that we've had, um, it puts things a lot uh, in perspective, you know. And, and with folks now, you know, corporations being intentional, like the, the intentionality you're talking about, you know, with corporations and, and even indivi- on an individual level with buying black and making sure you're buying black. Um, you know, for me, I think it's you know it's it's a kind of a reaction to now, and then again, it's whether or not we can sustain it. But we've we've done this in the past, right? Like it's it's been a hundred years now since Black Wall Street. Yeah, you know? and, and 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 it's come up in recent conversations because of the news and whatnot. Um, but you know, I think that's just an example of you know black excellence and and, and where that despite the circumstances, right? Despite what we still that we still go through, you know, you know, people are going through police brutality. Still, you know, uh, even, even though back then, 19, 20, 100 years ago, they were going through maybe even worse, right? Definitely even worse situations. They still were able to build up equity and yeah. wealth and, uh, because of that, you know, kind of codependence and, and, and you know, collaboration. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, I, for me, I take a lot of lessons out of what happened there, you know? And, yeah. And, and, and the fact that all this is happening 100 years later, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. And the thing is, like, 100 years is not a long time, you know? Yeah. Like, that's. Yeah, like my neighbor was a hundred years old. <laughs> like, but yeah. hey, RP to my neighbor though; she's yeah. no longer with us. But I mean, like that's like that's a lifetime. Like, that's not that long ago. So to see that we have, you know, like my son growing up in a world right now where you know just in Wisconsin the other week that these men, you know, they burned a woman alive. You know, right? Like that's just so wild to think about that. Like that's how people still operate. And I mean, I don't want to go into because, like, I know we, you know, we our stance on like our podcast and everything, um, and that we could dive into police brutality like really deeply, and you know, the systemic racism and actual like um, racist that lynch, murder, burn, like those are like real things that still do exist, you know, all throughout our country, you know. I mean, obviously, probably even throughout the world itself, but that to know that those things are happening in our backyards these days, it's just like, yeah, it's just. It's crazy, and we, as our own people, we just, um, so, oh, actually, I didn't mention this, so, I listened to Wale recently, okay. uh, he dropped a new album called Imperfect Storm, mm-hmm. and, um, the first track on the album's called, uh, Moving Different, and the way I interpret the song is, like, we as a people need to start moving different, you know, and how can we support each other, how can we come together, and realize that, you know, in our current spaces that we are in, like, are probably not meant for us to be in, or at least, like, they are optimal for us to, like, operate in. Um, and so, like, how can we um, intentionally, you know, move around and actually move different in these times right now, especially, you know, this, this year here? But then, you know, what Ooh, is... I like this, too. I like, I feel like that's another episode topic. I like this, how you move different. Yeah. yeah. And, I like that. Yeah. And so, what is, <clears throat> what can we do right now that makes, you know, five years from now, black, you know, community, like, a different space, you know, uh, more of a safe space for all, you know, walks of black life? And, yeah, it's just... 
I think it's going to take strategy. It's going to take planning. It. It's going to take, you know, people to speak up. It's going to take for, you know, white people, too, to also, like, realize that we have been, like, damaged as a, as a community and, you know, mistreated for centuries, like, on centuries, like, and that it's not like, uh, oh, slavery so old or oh, civil rights movement was, like, so old. Like, these shits is, like... Like, you know, my grandma went through these things. Right. Like, my parents went through these things. And so, like, we have to, like, accept those things for what they are. But, like, what can we do differently like, moving, moving forward? Yeah. I think, like Abby said, I think, um, like I said, corporations need to be intentional. He said, um, I think a lot of people put out statements. <clears throat> excuse me. But it's like, um, again, it's an old saying. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah. And that's what every, um, like I said, you can have these statements about how you feel about things, but now your company and your culture needs to start reflecting those things. Man, them long documents. If I see one more long document on LinkedIn <laughs> that I got to read through, this is like, no, y'all not racist. Like, man, right. like, I know, like, show me something else. You know, like, I need, I know, like, the common conversation is about, like, let me see your, your leadership, you know? Let me see that's your it. C-suite, you know? Yeah. Let me see who's at the top that, you know, wrote this thing for y'all, you know? And I think those are real things. And, like, obviously, I'm not I'm not about to sit here and get mad at these companies today for, you know, like, not having, you know, either black CFOs, black CEOs. Oh, I'm getting mad. Black CDs. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I think that. I'm getting mad about it. I mean, because I think that that switch has now been turned on, that that flame is on them, you know? And but it should have it should have been on you. It should have been on. It should have been on a long time ago. <laughs> right. Especially with all these, like, DNI initiatives. Right. But I feel like, okay, like, now that he's on, so, like, in my head, like, hey, y'all got six months, you know, like. I want to see what y'all look like in six months from now. Like, does that change? Um, or this is like, um, you know, as you both, you know, alluded to earlier about, is this just like hot right now? And like, we go back to the normal at some point. But now, like, you know, I got a reminder of my phone, you know, six months from now, you know, uh, whatever. It's like, you know, check these leadership teams. Like, where, where's, what's it looking like? So, I, Fred, so it sounds like, like a lot of, a lot of the work is that we're doing is, is like, we already know what we got to do, right? Yeah. So it sounds like we're kind of see, putting the onus on other, you know? Dude, I think we need to see, do the work, too. I think, And I mean, like us, I mean, the underrepresented team, I think we also got some work to do still, too. Yeah. Um, like I said, this thing was born out of uh, a student reaching out to us uh, about how she could do a thing and how she could connect with people. And I think, like again, we need to make sure that we always look back to make sure what our mission is and that we are um, tackling that to make sure that yeah. we are connecting Um young people with um, mentorships or something like that. We're connecting um, up-and-coming designers with ex- experienced designers. Um, are we, what are, again, what are we doing? Again, I'm talking about us in this room right now yeah. to make sure that we are always reaching to that goal, to make sure that we are doing our best to make sure that black creators are being seen, heard, connected, um, elevated, and all that kind of stuff too, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I definitely think that's, a, that's a, the, the, the theme of it, right? Like, with... What you do at MOA, or what they saw at MOA with you guys, the Father's Day appearance that you guys had, that just to them kind of juxtaposed to what was going on in the city and what people were going through. It was changing the narrative, you know, yeah. and, and taking control of the situation where I think maybe, you know, like we, we've kind of, you know, in, in, in life, a lot of us are guilty of kind of like letting things kind of go and, you know, thinking that something else might come along and do something. But it really does take us, you know, and as a community to, to, to step up and, uh, and make this change and have that consistency um, but what do you guys think of like you know again with with accountability on these corporations or you know again you probably have you know in your guys's corporate world folks coming to you um, and asking these questions right on a yeah. professional level what can we do um, well, what, what are those conversations like for you guys? well I think that you guys both just mentioned it too like um, as us as underrepresented team like we know what we have to do and we have to stick to that 
And I think what that means is that we all have our own roles to play mm-hmm. in this narrative right now. You know, these corporate companies have their their roles to play. You know, me as Cornell Beard of underrepresented, I can't go hire somebody for you know a six figure <laughs> salary to right. be a CD for the underrepresented team. But you know, I know plenty of corporations out here that got the, the they have the budget and the resources and like the need for that. So that they need to they need to you know handle those things. You know, and hopefully by us you know um, curating and like creating these like these lists. To like help you know get these names out here and connect mm-hmm. other black creatives, um, young and older, um, like that's, gonna, that's, that's us doing our part. I don't really know what corporations need to do. Mm-hmm. I've never operated a multi-million dollar business mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. needs diverse mm-hmm. talent. Uh, <laughs> solve guess, diverse guess, problems. Right, you know? right. It's tough. It's tough, and a lot of them are asking like the average black person, like, "What can we do?" And it's like, yeah. See, that's the problem though too. You. Yeah. I don't like Cornell was just saying earlier. I don't speak for the black community. That, yeah, we don't speak for the black community. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't run a corporate. You, you need to know, uh, find out what needs to happen for corporations of this size to hire diverse talent. Why mm-hmm. is that on me? Mm-hmm. I'm in um, brand and design. Like mm-hmm. there are things I, I might have an idea about some stuff, but that's your job. That's why yeah. you the CFO or COO or whatever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shouldn't be on. You shouldn't be looking. <laughs> To me, just because I'm black, to solve all your diversity issues. Yeah. And it just presses on the, you know, the point that that's why they need people in there. Yeah, the right. Universe, you know? um, so that, so you know, at that point, they're just kind of exporting their work out to, to other folks. Right. You know. And people are good for that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Oh yeah. You know, but what about if we take it away from corporations? What about just the average white person? I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of white designers use uh, this moment to put out a lot of work. I don't know if you guys saw the story of Elijah. Um, the young man in Colorado, I think his name was Elijah, who was killed by police uh, officers. And a lot of these stories, and Breonna Taylor, and, and all, all these different stories are being revived now <coughs> after the aftermath of George Floyd through graphic designs and people yeah. illustrating, you know, even that might, if, if there might not have been video. Yeah. Right? So folks, folks are using this visual element to kind of paint a picture of people's minds in terms of what's been going on. And to me, that's powerful still. Without, right. without, without a video, a lot of people just kind of are dismissing a lot of these cases that are up to you know I'm not I'm not sure, I'm not sure of the statistic but I'm sure it's a lot higher than what we see on camera um, what do you I mean like do you think that's a, that's a great way for designers no matter their background or folks to lend their skills to lend their creativity to, to speak at this moment yeah so I, okay. real quick so I just found it on my phone really quick there's an IG account called at the fake pan T-H-E-F-A-K-E-P-A-N and it's a a person's name is uh, Pan Cook, and they've like illustrated all these all these cases, you know, and created like you know short stories for like people to read, and I think it it really helps um, the average person like digest like you know what did Breonna Taylor go through, you know, since there 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 aren't videos for certain things like what did Ahmaud Arbery actually go through, you know, like what like, what did Elijah like go through, like having those things like being distributed, you know, by I mean, whomever, like, like you said, like you mentioned, white designers, and like I think I said before, like you know, what is what is your role? Like, what can you do as like your skill set? Maybe you're a leader in your community, and you have a really prominent voice that people love to listen to. Go speak, you know. Go, you know, speak up for those that can't, you know, speak as loud as you. You know, if you're a designer, like, and you have the extra bandwidth, like, go design some stuff that you know will help move the culture forward. If you're a musician, I've seen musicians here. Uh, what's his, I forget the buddy's name, uh, Javonta Patton, out here locally. He was out there singing in the, in the marches, you know, like, use your skill set, you know, to help move the culture forward. And I think that's the big thing. I think you got to make sure that you are moving the culture 
Um, it's about the cause. It's about the movement and not about yourself. If you're doing the thing um, selfishly to get some notoriety or trying to shine a light on yourself, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're educating, um, putting people on, bringing people into a thing, um, again, sending out links so people know where to donate and give back, um, communities that they can volunteer with and stuff like that, yeah. then I think that's, you got to be doing it for the right reasons. Um, I don't want to buy your shirt and know that you pocketing fifteen twenty dollars per shirt um yeah. and you're not giving no money back to something like that just so you can have a, a cool graphic on a t-shirt or drop some posters again make sure that the money that you're doing and trying to spread um knowledge about is actually going to something too so yeah hey and call out your friends if you i see some of y'all really active you know i know like certain friend groups where like you know you have like say like five girls or five dudes or whatever and like four of these five are like stupid active on social media i see them at protests and they're doing all these things and then that one link is like you know it's kind of like quiet you know like they're not really out here <laughs> you know they're not saying anything like hey call that person up like yo like what's up like you know how you feeling you know you're not with the move you're not with the shits like like let me know if you're not really with it then like you know maybe like this French needs to you know subside or whatever it is right but like it's not a time to you know let people either just like be quiet and like stay in their lane you know that's it like cause um, I forget the quote it's like or it's like silence is violence you know right. or you know white silence is violence and you can even weaponize your silence and it's just there's so much more that can be taken from that if you're not speaking up and if you are racist like Hey, just say it, you know. <laughs> right. Be canceled already, you know. Like, it's cancel culture 2020, you know. Really it is. is what it is. It really is. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's going around too right now with, with folks. Um, I mean, the Karen thing is just a whole different phenomenon. You oh, know? man, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> people are just, you know, getting out of jobs. But, I mean, again, a lot of this is kind of retroactive. A lot of people are finally kind of going back and dealing with, with, with things that should have been dealt with, like you guys said. Yeah. But no, yeah, something I really admire right now through all of this is that, you know, from struggles come success, you know? So we got to go through this time right now. We got to find either those teachers or... I saw, I saw Trey Song share a teacher from Harding High School that... Here in Minnesota, okay, that was like posting like racist stuff on his like Facebook account, and somehow it got forwarded to Trey Songs. He posted on. I went to Harding High School. Yeah, and I guess some <laughs> I teacher, some teacher was I guess like on Facebook about like funny how you know when you're not doing anything illegal, police don't mess with you. You know, like it's just like all this like just stuff like that, and um, yeah, and it's like right now those people are, you know, they getting burnt, you know, whether them tweets is from 2012 or 2020 or, you know, it's personal letters from 1968. That's you it. Know, it's what's done in the dark is going to come out. And I'm so fortunate or I'm so glad that, you know, we do have these resources right now to, like, go back to, like, oh, I did see, you know, John Smith say something slick, you know, back in 2015 on Facebook and, like, oops, screenshot right here. Right. You know? And that's what it is, so... Hey, like you said, let me know how you feel so we can get you up out of here. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's no room for that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's something that we're going to definitely continue talking about this season. Um, what, what, uh, what do you guys want? I mean, like, other, like with, with the theme of collaboration and, and, and self-sufficiency, um, and then, you know, it kind of comes hand in hand with promoting some folks. I mean, like, who... Who, guys, who have you guys seen in the Twin Cities, graphic designers or other folks that you got on Big Up, you know? Because I think this is kind of the place where uh, underrepresented is becoming more of a platform, it seems like, you know? Yeah. Where, where it was for us to kind of have to sp- take, talk about your guys' experience, it really is kind of transforming into something new, I think, coming coming forward. Well, I want to Big Up Cornell, like I said, spearheading the, um, the Black Father's Day deal. That was huge. Um, 
like I said, that's that's a, a part of not talking about it, but being about it. Um, that whole event came together. It was great. Um, like I said, it was just a, it was a, a thing. Again, it, it sits in a different kind of space, but it felt like an event, and it felt like um, a, a, again a thing to celebrate black people. And they say brought in black creators to do these kind of different kind of parts of it. Um, it's like just a really dope thing. Again, it got a lot of great positive kind of coverage, but um, not even just outside of the coverage. Like I said, um, me and my family went down, had our photos taken. My, and my wife just said, she was like, this photo shoot was just like a, a blessing. It was just a gift. Yeah. Um, like I said, because it's, it's you, you don't, it's hard, like it's hard. Like I said, my daughter's in college. Um, my son's 15. He don't really want to be in a, a bunch of photos with his yeah. parents and whatnot. Um, yeah. But to, to, like I said, but to get some some really dope shots of my entire family, then some of my kids, with it, like I said, just a blessing. So I want to shout out him for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. It actually goes into my answer too about like that question I said earlier about like what can we do for the black community and me taking that person like what can I do for my community like. Right. Like, you know, minus resources from whatever companies or agencies or whatever, like, what can I do with the time that I'm allowed and, like, my skill set and the people that I know? And I think that, like, I mean, I know there's plenty of designers that have been out here, like, painting murals and creating posters and, like, doing all these great things for the community. But, like, in all honesty, like, I haven't really, I've been in my own lane lately, you know, like trying to like fulfill like what I think that I feel like I need to do um, and I'm an avid connector like I, you know I can shout out designers right now locally that have done some like dope stuff but as far as like um, like really pinpointing like certain things that people have done in the last few weeks that have helped move things forward here in Minneapolis I can't say it because like I've been really but it's, I mean, it's dope to see I mean the, like the mural that went up I was just wondering who did that mural of George Floyd, the one right there by Cup Foods. Yeah, I mean that's uh, just like international. Listen, now, I, for, right? I don't know the woman's name, but yeah, her yeah. ad handle is on the on it's the, the it's, it's on it. Yeah. Um, it's actually it's a collective effort too. I think yeah. that it was her that I think she designed it, and like a few others like helped yeah. her actually paint yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know Melanie uh, Melanie Grace, mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. or Melanie Wallaby. Sorry about that. Yeah. She got into she did a mural. I know the homie Shade Pratt from high school. She did a, a few, mm-hmm. I think, two murals now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I feel like that designers like naturally just like let me design some shit. Like let me get out here and like really just yeah, put that right. Stuff like out you said, like, yeah, it's in your bones. You gotta get it out, and that's mm-hmm. and your medium is whatever that is, illustration or design or type or whatever it is. Yeah, even yeah. like Wale, like he dropped that whole album called "The Perfect Storm" with the burning mm-hmm. building on the cover. Like, right, that's or using, music. Yeah, yeah we didn't talk about music for sure. I mean, little baby with uh, you know. And then, well, I mean, Jay Cole's thing kind of got that. It was a whole different thing to talk about that went left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so that's something like, it's, it's you know, crazy. Like, people are expressing themselves. People that's it. Like, hey, that's what you got to do. Ooh, I love that people are speaking up now, too, right now. I mean, people that are, I guess, normally quiet. quiet I think that just people being called out left and right. Left and right. Hey, hey you said what? You know, like, right. <laughs> you said what? You yeah. know, like, everybody wants that smoke right now. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants that. Let me feet, debate, you know. My feet has been, you know, a lot more. Uh, conscious yeah for sure you know and 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 i think that's an important thing not to you know a lot of people take you know it takes a little bit longer for some folks to kind of get to where we're all at yeah you know and uh so i've been asking folks like that too you know uh, like oh this is your first protest or yeah what got you outside the house or what's going on you know just kind of because see where they're at yeah Um, and and, and every answer is different obviously but but it's dope to see people kind of having this collective effort i think it's really brought on by you know social media but also just seeing you know these murals people going out yeah you know, having this kind of creative space the music the culture changing yeah and, and the way that things are shifting one thing i want to touch on too i know you mentioned earlier like um for the average like white person like what they could do mm-hmm. 
I think that doing your own do like due diligence of like like learning. I think that we have so many resources available right now. I feel like Instagram itself has become like a resource of like knowledge and information mm-hmm. like vastly increased over the last few weeks about mm-hmm. racism and you know like how to you know understand like white privilege and to all, I mean it, it's Pride mm-hmm. Month right now like there's so many resources out there too about like you know as mm-hmm. a cis heterosexual man like mm-hmm. how do you actually you know move in those spaces and like you know be conscious and like be respectful of, like those environments mm-hmm. and I think that if you can just really sit down and like educate yourself first or like at least go through and like find some things that you may have questions about and then bring those up to mm-hmm. like quote unquote like black friends if you you know you have them mm-hmm. instead of like constantly like oh like hey black friend like <laughs> I've seen this this meme the other day like what does this mean you know like some conversations do get exhausting yeah it, yeah. it can be and I'm I'm a really easy going person and like you know um people just don't know sometimes like they just generally don't know but I feel like with so much heat right now on like I just don't have the bandwidth to like yeah. worry about like what does this mean mean you know yeah. or like yeah. I heard this song and they said this word here like yo it's Urban Dictionary for a reason like just Google it you know like that's like, it Google yeah, it says Google use it. Google and the thing is like like I feel like, you know, um, on a scale of, like, you know, zero to woke, I'm, like, I don't know, like, maybe 72%. Like, I'm trying, you know. I'm, it's a day-by-day thing, you know. Right. Like, you mentioned Black Wall Street. Yep. Yep. I feel like that's something I should have knew when I was seven, eight oh, yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, but I got to change I was, like, 21, 22 years old. So, like, um, yeah, like, it's, like, like, it doesn't happen overnight. Like, there's so many parts of black culture that you know I haven't discovered yet that I'm taking it day by day and there's sometimes you know some of them DC rappers or Atlanta rappers like spit something out hey I don't know what that, I, I don't know what it means it sounds right. good you know I can understand it in the context but yeah. like you know like it's just you know it doesn't happen overnight but just do what you can that's it it's constant yeah well rap you know so yeah um, well hey wrap this one up it's season two we here um, a lot of stuff coming uh, as always check us out on Instagram at under underscore represented um, shoot us any DMs uh, if you have any questions you want to see anybody on the show let us know um, as I mentioned earlier we're dropping that website July 1st um, so hey shop with us if you got any questions or I said you want to recommend somebody for the show um, you can fill out a form there and you know we can see what to do this was up um, my parting words are buy black support black creatives and protect black women at all costs That's a fact. there you go and the rest of the cops to kill Brown and Taylor yeah. <laughs> real talk <laughs>